0: i think about this sermon, and when I, when I penned it down last year, it's um, marching to a beat of your own drum. <laughs> How many's got kids that march to a beat of their own drum? <laughs> they do what they want to do. You try to tell them. You try to lead them. You try to guide them. But end up, they live a life, and they beat the drum according to their own will and ambitions, and that's okay. If your kid's here, look over at them say, you're a hoodlum, but I love you. J.R., you can tell him. He's right there in front of you. you go pat him on the back. I love- <laughs> you are a hoodlum, but I love you. Merry Christmas. And as I was thinking about that, you know that sometimes kids um, march to the beat of their own drum. They uh, walk their own steps. And uh, there are some kids going to be in here in a minute <laughs> when they come in to sing their songs and stuff. It's going to be, uh, you're going to sit uh, front and center. It's going to be pretty obvious that, uh they do what they want to do, and I love those videos, all those uh, things out there on the Internet, you know, the little kids in Christmas plays, and some of them, the little boys getting jiggy with it, the little girls dancing and doing their own thing, and everybody else is supposed to be. No, I'm not playing like that. That's the way they're thinking. And uh, The Bible's full of stories about that kind of stuff, but um, Christmas is a season where that your kids uh, get to experience and... Uh, It's just a beautiful thing for families to get together, and that's what's important. Jesus come, that we could live life and life more abundantly, and that abundant life is family and uh, honoring those um, that we've lost throughout the journey of life, and part of life is passing. Part of life is the passing away, and these bodies don't last forever, and somebody can attest to it, breaking down. How many feels like your body's breaking down? It's a, kind of like a house. It wears out over time. Sometimes the corner will sink, and you got to go out there and jack them up and all that and get it ready and squared back up. That's kind of like our bodies are a temple, the Scripture says. And sometimes these temples, they just wear out. And it's sad, but it's a part of life. And the main way I know to do it to deal with that grief and to overcome that grief is do something in honor of them, kindly like the Raylan Project, and find something to bring honor and glory to the people's name that you're grieving that has passed on. And I, I miss my grandparents dearly. I, I love them, and and um, all of them's gone. I don't have any grandparents anymore, and and I miss them. And I'm sure there's many people in this room that you're the same way. That you've got people that uh, has crossed the Chile Jordan, and 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 uh, you're. You're in this season of grief, but let's do something to honor them, to bring glory to God's name by doing something good for others. Christmas should be about others. Kids don't understand that. I'm sure your kids don't understand that. Uh, They want what they want, and uh, that's the way it is, and they give you a big list of uh, items they need and uh, all that, but... I want to read this one story um, from Scripture. And it's a story that uh, about this little kid. And it's this crazy Christmas season that we're doing something here, and, and I want it to be about the kids. Um, kids march to the beat of their own drum, that's uncontested. You you can't deny that. <laughs> it's undeniable, right? It's the indisputed, heavyweight champions of the world. You know, that kind of stuff. It's it's one of those kind of things. That's what kids are uh, in their mind. Um so I want to read this story. It's in uh, uh the Gospels and um John chapter six. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Everybody say, Jesus, heal the sick. Amen. James goes on to say later that if anyone is... Sick and afflicted among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint them with oil and let them pray the prayer of faith and it will save the sick. I believe that our God is a healer. And Jesus is still in the healing business. Verse 3, then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. And the Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw the crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus had a good ideal, but he didn't just want to live life and not involve others. And Jesus said <laughs> to Peter, where are we going to buy bread for all these people? A great crowd of people. <laughs> Don't you love it when Jesus challenges you? And he's already got the answer. Don't you love it when you feel the pressures of ministry? Those in leadership that uh, here at the church, ministry is hard, ministry is tough. Uh, leading a delegation of people that... March to the beat of their own drum because we're all just great big kids. Amen. But Jesus asked Philip, Where are we going to buy bread for these people? But the thing is, they're out here on this mountainside. And there's not grocery stores. They'd left the city, they'd crossed the sea, and they got over here on the other side, and people was there. He was talking to them and blessing them. Then the next thing you know, they got hungry. There's people hungry out there. And Jesus said this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. You know to be Christian is to be Christ-like. If we claim to be Christians, that means I'm going to be Christ-like. That means I want to be like Jesus. And Philippians said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. I want to think like he thinks. Because when I think like he thinks, I can't help but act. Come on, somebody. There's people in need. There is suffering. We're living in a broken world. But Jesus come here not to leave it broken, but to fix and mend and put those broken pieces back together and make something beautiful. And he calls it a church. So as we're sitting here today and we pray that kind of prayer, Jesus, make me like you. Jesus, heal the sick. And as we say that, think about this. What if you have somebody sick and afflicted among you and they can't get to the church? What should you do? Take you some oil. And my mom's always been like this. She grew up in church. She went to church her whole life and she eventually went to a church that believed in anointing with oil. And whenever they told her to anoint with oil, I've had Crisco spread over my head when I'm sick. If she didn't have any vegetable oil or any anointing oil in a little, cute little bottle like we have down here, she would get some Crisco and wipe on your head. And she'd pray a prayer of faith. And it works because it's Scripture, and it's what God said to do. So if we'll follow His plan and follow His will and follow His ways, it will be a beautiful outcome. So as Jesus said this to Philip, I can imagine, Philip, can you imagine? The lights went out. They will come back on. It's like on a, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. They keep calling it a, a fuse, but I don't think so because it comes back on. I've had fuses blow before. So whatever it is, so everybody keep a watch on that and make sure that it'll come back on before the end. Hopefully for the picture time for the kids. But Jesus is pressuring Philip. How many disciples were there? Twelve, right? Apostles? One time it says he sent out 70. So these 12 individuals, and it says Jesus sat down with his disciples. That's all of us. And I thank God for community. And I thank God that sometimes we can just hide in a crowd. Come on, somebody. And I thank God we're in a church where we're not just individuals here sitting on our little pods and... and, Sometimes Jesus will call you out. It says a crowd followed him and they're up on this mountainside and Jesus looks over at Philip and says, Phil, and he already had something in mind. He already had what he was going to do, but he said, Philip, where are we going to buy any bread? It's a sign. And Philip don't have the answer. Have you ever been there where you feel like you don't have the answer? But Jesus has already got something in mind. He's just testing you. (laughs) He won't give you anything that you cannot bear. He will not put any weight on your shoulder. And he will not assign you to any task that you cannot accomplish it. Because you do it through him. Amen? How we believe it's Jesus can. He can do the impossible. We serve a God that can do anything but fail. And he asked this only to test him. Philip answered and said, It would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one just to have a bite. <laughs> Jesus, what, what, do you, what do you mean? A, a great crowd had followed them, and Jesus is worried about, I need to feed them. But he asked Philip, where are we going to get it at? Philip said, It would take a half a year's wages. Does anybody got a half-year's wages set up and saved? And you spent it all on trees. I spent mine on trees last night, but, yeah. yeah. Beautiful part was I didn't have my checkbook with me, but Leslie did. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Spent somebody else's money. Yeah, yeah. Next time you go to an auction, start doing that. Just lift your neighbor's hand up. Yeah, It's pretty fun. Half-year's wages is enough just to buy one bite for everybody here. It's a big crowd, right? There's a lot of people. Verse 8, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go amongst so many? I don't. Have enough. But what about this little boy? And think about this. In a crowd this big, thousands, thousands of people. Literally, we'll hear thousands of people. And they're out here on a hillside and they'd followed Jesus to hear his teaching, but all of a sudden they got hungry. And only one person brought lunch. What about this little boy? Can you imagine him that morning and his mom and dad in their house and getting ready and go out and they know Jesus is coming through town and they're like, man, we can't wait to go here, ministry, and go, go, go to church and, and feel the presence of Jesus and all this, and we're going to be out on this hillside. But they don't think, and nobody plans, nobody prepares, but one little boy said, I might get hungry. And I don't know if those, those little tuna packs I want to believe that the bread was really crackers. I really would. I, it'd just make a world a better place if it was crackers. But here he comes, and he's... Can you imagine this disciple, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, because I'm sure he was probably sitting by this little boy. Sitting there hungry, belly growling like mine is right now. And this little boy's got bread and fish. Maybe stop by Captain D's. I don't know. Two piece fish meal. Here we go. This boy, marching to the beat of his own drum, brought his own snacks. Everybody else didn't have anything. So what does the little boy do? He offers his. I don't have enough. It don't seem like this can cure. Our problem, but I'll give what I have to make do in this season. Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 men were there. So on that day, they would count by the head of the household. And when they would count a crowd, so 5,000. And on average, let's say they had two kids each. So a a husband and a wife and a couple kids, let's just average it out. 20,000 people. Sitting on a hillside. And you got a two-piece fish dinner. And it seems like not enough. And they sat down about 5,000. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And when they had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather up pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. Jesus wasn't a litter bug. Look at your neighbor and say, Don't litter. Is there any litter itself? Uh. (laughs) Anybody in here ever litter? Mm -hmm. Anybody ever just drive down the road and just have some stuff on the floor? And just like, this would look better out there on the road than it would in my car. (laughs) I love the story when I was little and it stuck with me and it'll never leave me because my grandmother, my old Shirley Collier, uh, set us down one time and told us a story about our oldest cousin Micah Lewis. If anybody knows Micah and Pam, before we go do our uh, baptisms every year. But Michael's driving down the road, and I guess I don't remember exactly how the story goes. But somehow somebody he was riding with threw something out the window, and he didn't believe in litter. And he's a little kid. He's marching to a beat of his own drum. And Micah made them go back as a little kid and get the junk they threw out the window. <laughs> I don't like litter bugs, I don't like Jesus does either, he had them because he didn't want anything to be wasted, he didn't want to leave anything laying around, that's not very Christmassy, right, littering is not Christian, Come on, somebody. So I hope and pray that the next time that you're driving down the road or whoever's the litter bugs in here, the self-awareness uh, people that's saying you know enough about it, I hope the next time you're driving down the road and you look over and you see that uh, McDonald's bag or whatever, and you're like, eh, weather, it'll rot anyway. <laughs> and you take and you get ready to throw it out the window. I hope it smacks the wind and comes right back on you. <laughs> or I hope Jesus says, don't do that. my sheep will know my voice and they will not follow another so they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had not eaten twelve baskets I don't know how big a basket was but they went around in this crowd of twenty thousand people and have you ever been in an event where there's twenty thousand people 20,000 people is a lot of people. I went to a youth convention a few years ago um, out in Kansas City, and there was 20,000 teenagers registered there, not counting adults. It was in this big arena, and I, they was, it was awesome. I just had a really great time while I was there. All them playing music, doing different stuff, and it was just an awesome time. 20,000 people is a lot of people. But they picked up 12 basketfuls, and I'm sure those disciples that Jesus put out there Why did they bring a basket? Why did they not have food? They hadn't prepared. Why did they bring baskets? Empty baskets at that. They filled these up. Jesus had a plan. And he did this to perform a miracle in front of his people that they would talk about that would get wrote down in a story form that we could see today that sometimes we bring our brokenness. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we bring our emptiness. Sometimes we bring my I'm not enough. But Jesus has got some little kid sitting around that brought a snack with them. And he uses it to fill our basket. And let's today, as these kids come in, let's think about myself sitting here. Maybe you're sitting here broken today. Maybe your heart is shattered today. Maybe this is a season of grief. But as you see these little hoodlums marching to the beat of their own drum, let's let joy be... In this season. It don't go on to say anything other than that. That Jesus performed this miracle. It don't tell the rest of the story. It don't say all that. So what did they do? Whenever they walking around, they picked up those 12 baskets. And can you imagine the joy on the hillside? Everybody had ate all they could eat. And there were still 12 baskets left over. Everybody say, Jesus is more than enough. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above that all which we ask or think. If we pray in his name, if we believe, if we trust, if we have faith, we need to understand today that Jesus is more than enough. I can imagine the joy... As everybody dispersed and went back to their home and these thousands of people left, the stories that they went back home, the people that didn't show up, they go back. You, could, I, you won't believe this. We walked up on the hill and Jesus took two fish and five loaves and he fed 20,000 people. It was a miracle. and I don't know how that, it went that far, but guess what? There was even so much that there was even basketfuls left over. And the community, I'm sure, had joy just like we spoke about a few weeks ago. That there was joy in the city. Of Ephesus, there was joy in a city. In Corinth, where Christ was preached, there was joy in the city. Let there be joy in the city in which you live. Amen. Whether it's Black Oak, Vanceburg, Maysville, Florida. People watching you online from all over. I love it when I go out in the community and there's people that they've never attended one service here. But they tell me they watch online. And it's an awesome thing to get them here. They're quoting my sermons back to me, and it's an awesome thing. It's a beautiful opportunity for us to serve others, even that can't get here. Jesus is more than enough. here's what they said the end of that verse surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world surely this is him won't you bow your head with me Jesus Jesus pray for those that are, that are hungry, those that are burdened, those that are grieving, those that have come with empty hearts today. God I pray today that you would let them leave this place with joy overflowing and God as our kids come in don't let us adults be a bunch of fuddy-duddies Lord we thank you for the children that you've given the Bridge Church and that you've given these families God I pray today as they march to the beat of their own drum these kids that you would continue to bless them to Be prepared for situations just like this young man in this story. And God, that you would prepare them to be your blessing to the community. God, I pray that these kids would rise up and call their parents blessed, just as your word says. And Lord, we know that we're just your little children. I pray this season that you would bless us as a church be a blessing to our community God for those hurting I pray that you would heal them for those that are sick that can't make it today I pray that your anointing would go in their home right where they're at Lord as they're watching online right now Lord I pray in faith believing God that you will heal the sick we trust you God help us to love like never before Help us to do what you would have us to do. Even when we don't have the answers. Even when we're not prepared. Bless us as we do your work. In Jesus' name. Everybody says amen.